Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're here to wrap it up. Why not? You're Steph Curry! It's time for Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7. Warriors Wrap Up is presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason, 888 That is the phone number to participate in Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Warriors lose tonight their fourth consecutive loss as they uh, take it on the chin in Charlotte. 106-91 is the final. Uh, Whitey Gleason, it was the return of D'Angelo Russell Draymond Green back as well after getting his jersey retired in East Lansing, Michigan at Michigan State. Supposed to be a a better outing for this Warriors team than we saw on Monday night in Atlanta. And the Warriors hung around for most of the first half and even on into the third quarter. But uh, an ugly, ugly third quarter winds up uh, doing the Warriors uh, in and they wind up Losing this game going away as the Hornets win it by 15. Yeah, D'Angelo Russell didn't take as many shots as we thought he would, but he was efficient tonight. And to your point about how the Warriors stuck around, five minutes into the third quarter, it was a one-point ball game, but then things unraveled. We mentioned in the pregame, of course, we talked about Devontae Graham and how how, uh, much he's improved this year. But I also mentioned that Charlotte doesn't do anything especially well as a team except they shoot threes or 11th in the league in threes. The Warriors are very vulnerable beyond the arc, and that was a bad combination for the Warriors tonight. Years ago, one of the first teams I, I covered, if you will, was the, uh, the early 80s Warriors, Johnny Bach, who became a legendary assistant on the Great Bulls teams, one of Phil Jackson's assistants. He was actually the Warriors' head coach. And I remember talking to him after one of their losses in the early 80s, and he said, this is the first time I've heard this, it's an old basketball cliche, but he said, tonight we played like we thought defense is what goes around the yard. And that is how the Warriors defended tonight, the three-point line, like they thought defense is what goes around the yard. No, and it's a night where the Warriors are outscored from behind the three-point line uh, in a big-time way as uh, Charlotte knocks down 21 of 48. Devontae Graham, 10 of the 21, as he equals a Hornets franchise record in three-point field goals made. Kemba Walker uh, was the other player that knocked down 10 in a game. Terry Rozier knocked down five, and others chipped in – a few more in route to a 21 of 48 night from three point range. And the Warriors, one, don't have the firepower to match that right now without Stephen Curry and, and Clay Thompson. But two, they've just been allowing other teams, even teams that don't necessarily shoot the three ball well, uh, to, to get rolling against them on seemingly a night in, night out basis from deep. Yeah, and I think the turnovers have something to do with that. It's two nights in a row the Warriors. Have uh, have struggled when it comes to turnovers. Tonight was a little better than the last game, but it still wasn't uh, wasn't uh, very good. Uh, tonight, the third quarter was terrible for the Warriors. The fourth quarter, it looked like they defended better, but I think we even have to put an asterisk by that 
because the uh, Hornets got a little three happy. They they cranked up uh, uh, 15 threes in the fourth quarter as things devolved into garbage time. So while it looks like the Warriors defended a little better in the fourth quarter, uh, another team played well as that game had kind of fallen apart by then. Although the Warriors had a few opportunities. If you squinted, they had a few chances to get back within striking distance early in the fourth. But tonight... It wasn't to be. That said, D'Angelo Russell was one of the bright spots for the Warriors tonight. Yeah, he really was in his return, and and he helped the Warriors get back in the game after they were down eight at the end of the first quarter. Felt a little bit like the game was was getting away uh, in the second quarter, but he was able to bring them back, and we thought we were going to see a lot of D'Angelo Russell get the ball and go, a high-volume shooting kind of a night, but it was more like D'Angelo was trying to fit in to the context of what the Warriors were trying to do offensively in terms of making sure everybody else was involved. He wasn't ultra-aggressive until the second quarter. When he got rolling in the second quarter, that's when the Warriors were able to come back a little bit. It was a a one-point game up until the final Charlotte possession. Charlotte, of course, knocked down a three, and and the Warriors wound up down four at halftime. But uh, it it looked like this could be a game where if if the Warriors were going to win it, D'Angelo Russell was going to have to have a big-time outing one of those games where he really goes off and and takes it over and and maybe the minutes restriction wouldn't allow that uh but he also had a little bit I think of a different mindset tonight Whitey yeah it looked like it he had a little flurry there an offensive flurry at the end of the half um but he was very efficient tonight if he can be as efficient as he was tonight maybe there's a role for him with his team long term 24 minutes as you said a minutes restriction tonight 25 will round up um he scored, uh, let's see here, he scored 18 points on 14 shots. So that definitely helps you a couple of assists. It was interesting to see him not as ball dominant tonight, but at the same time, very effective. Yeah, he was uh, to the tune of 18 points on 14 shots. Uh, and that's the, the kind of efficiency that, that we've grown to see uh, from other Warrior players, uh, Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, uh, when there are multiple stars playing together and and I think it it does raise an interesting question you just start to piece together just where and how D'Angelo Russell may fit onto next year's team when it is certainly a a much more talented squad at least on paper 888-957-9570-888-957-9570 Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com the home of home search with John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason here on 95.7. The game, uh, you want to get to a call? Let's get to an early call here. Zena, Zena in San Francisco is up first here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hi there. Hi, Zena. Um, I'm just, I just want to say I'm new to calling, so this is all new for me. Um, I'm sad that they lost. You know, I'm a um, young fan here, so I'm just, getting used to seeing it's good to see all the young rooks out there but i'm just i want to say i'm sad that they lost thanks Zena. appreciate the call yeah i think uh that echoes the sentiment of a lot of warrior fans although as we've talked about a few times here whitey uh it's just you know losses do seem easier to pallet for the warriors fan base it's such a unique situation right you have the last five years of doing things that that no team has ever done in NBA history over the course of five years. Now, 
into you know I, I think uh, th- this is where a lot of wor- a lot of Warrior fans, at least especially older Warrior fans, are, are very much used to seeing this team lose and, and lose a lot. That is also a part of of the Warriors' history. If you go back, uh, you know, even to the early part of this decade, but certainly the the turn of the century. So now it's kind of back to that, but it's it's back to that, but it doesn't feel like it's going to be that for very long at all. In fact, by virtue of the circumstances, there's a belief that they could almost be maybe not back at the level they were a year ago, two years ago, but pretty close to that level even next year. So I think that the combination of that, uh, the sense I get from a lot of Warrior fans is, well, uh, just, oh, did they compete or not? Oh, on to the next one. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, there's a lot there, It you know? it. Well, it's a, it's an interesting, as you say, it's a very curious and unique situation. One of the uh, most memorable things I've ever heard any coach say about losing was a, uh, you know, an old NFL films deal. They showed George, George Allen was a coach of the Redskins and the Rams many, many, many years ago. And, you know, kind of obviously an old school coach. And he said, football mentality is a little different, I realize, because you don't have as many, as many games. But he said, losing is, uh, is terrible. Every time you lose, a little piece of you dies. Maybe not a big piece, maybe just your liver. Uh, it's one of the more curious things I've ever heard a coach say. I have no doubt that he was uh, pretty sincere when he said that. The point is, there is a, a price to be paid when you lose. It's going to be interesting to see this year. Uh, for the Warriors, there are going to be a lot of losses. So our caller's probably going to be there be many more evenings where she's going to be uh, sad uh, like she was tonight. The question is, um, the, the culture that the Warriors have established – and the optimism that they have about next year, how many losses can that withstand? Well, and I'm not saying the sky is falling, this is terrible, but at some point, the losses, they start to take a toll after the last game. Even Steve Kerr said, you know, the losing kind of it gets hard to take after a while. So it'll be interesting to see if this season continues like this, how Steve Kerr and his staff and the players are able to deal with all the losses. Well, and I think the last two nights, and now leading toward the game in Chicago on Friday night, that those are two examples of just how it can get. And, 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 you know, we haven't seen a lot of that. You know, when the Warriors have been playing, you know, teams with poorer records, they've been in the games. And they've been in the games even when they've been playing teams with better records for the most part. Now, there's been a couple of games. The Dallas game kind of got away from them. The Miami game got away from them, but they were able to come back. There have been a lot of games that have looked at worst like the Miami game, where maybe it gets up to around a 20-point game, but then the Warriors are able to get it back within 8 or within 12 or sometimes even closer and just kind of hang in where cosmetically it, it looks okay. There's been a lot of games like the game against Orlando on Sunday where the Warriors play pretty well but just don't have the talent to win or to finish a game that has a, a win right there in front of them to be had. Oklahoma City back at Chase Center uh, within the you know, last – couple of weeks is another one that stands out so the Warriors have had a lot of these competitive losses and you feel I think okay about that and it it goes to hold up the culture that you're talking about Whitey but I also think what winds up happening is there's a fine line because you start to take a loss like tonight and even a loss like Atlanta where you're thinking wait a minute if this team has been competitive against some of the better teams and and hung in there against some of the lesser teams Shouldn't they be playing better now with 11 healthy players tonight against a, a Charlotte team that, that they kept the game much closer with eight, nine players back at Chase Earlier Center a month season. ago? So yeah. uh, at some point, there comes that that tug in a long season where uh, you know teams just kind of hit a wall. And I think we're seeing for the first time against some lesser opponents even, the Warriors are hitting a wall 
even though they're starting to get a little bit healthier and you think they'll be a little more competitive. Yeah, the quote from Steve Kerr that I referenced after the lost Monday, he said, the losing wears on you. And clearly it's wearing on him a little bit. As far as the players go, you've got players trying to prove they belong in the NBA. You've got players trying to prove that they belong on this team this year and the rest of the season. So I don't think we're going to see what happens to bad veteran teams when they lose a lot of games. And sometimes you'll see teams just quit. I don't see this team quitting, but it's just obviously difficult for a coaching staff to instill the type of lessons you want to instill in young players if every time uh, you're going out there it's not working, essentially, and you're losing games. That said, uh, watching tonight, I don't know if you share this, but uh, you know, you watch the Warriors now, you can't help but think, hmm, how is LaMelo Ball going to fit into this lineup since he is now considered uh, the uh, number one pick in the draft? And, and the Warriors still, uh, you look at those reverse standings, they are on top of the reverse standings at 4-19 and 19 now. They've played 23 games rapidly approaching what would be the the actual the one-third marker. You know, it seems like we're at the, the quarter pole, and that's right around 20, 21 games, right, the quarter pole. But you get up to 27, 28, and all of a sudden you're right there a third uh, of the season. As you listen here to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco at Radio.com Sports Station. I was actually trying to get under your skin a little bit there because I don't think that you would take – LaMelo Ball with the first It's pick, just no so darn early. Written. Yeah, I know. It's just I know. so darn early. It's hard for me. And look, at this point, I mean, I think you have to put LaMelo Ball into the conversation. But it's so hard. I mean, you know, two days ago we were talking about, well, the Warriors might be playing too well to, you know, they might be in a spot where they're getting out of, you know, the top three as far as lottery odds and things like that. Well, the last two games have said, well, maybe that won't necessarily be the case. But the, the Warriors – should be playing, I think, a little bit better, you would figure, as they get healthy. But, but one thing we talked about on the pregame show, Whitey, was the fact that you know every time you take players away from this Warriors team or from any team, they have to figure out a, a different way to play. When you start adding players back into the mix and it changes roles and changes the rotation, there's a little bit of a, a stop-start effect to where you have to figure out how you have to play, and and tonight I I don't think that helped matters against the Charlotte team. I have a question for you. Willie Cauley-Stein tonight, he played 18 minutes. He took four shots. He made three of them. He had seven rebounds, two offensive. So he scored, Willie Cauley-Stein had eight points and seven rebounds in only 18 minutes. How come he only played 18 minutes? That's been about what he's been playing. And, you know, maybe a little bit more, but you've got more players now in the mix that figure to get time. Uh, Kavon Looney gets 12 minutes. He hadn't been playing at all. Maybe some of those minutes wind up uh, going to Willie Cauley-Stein. I just just think he played about the normal amount of time he was playing, and I don't think he played all that well to where he demanded more minutes. I think you can look at his box score at the end of the night and say, okay, he did some things maybe that weren't going there, but it wasn't like he was – you know, you're watching the game and you're thinking, he's got to be on the floor more. The numbers look better than he did when he played, you're saying. Yeah, and I also think, you you know, would it be, it wouldn't be crazy to think, well, Collie Stein's a little bit in the doghouse, too, to a point where it's like he's already kind of, you know, if you're filling out a, a card before the game of, of how you would want to massage minutes, would, would he be on, you know, somebody that you're saying you're going to guarantee 25 minutes to? No. I So he, he hasn't really been that guy to begin with. So, I, yeah. I mean, I don't. There wasn't anything that jumped out to me that said, oh, he should get more minutes, especially with Kevon Looney now in the fold for 12 or 13 minutes, and that's uh, exactly what he played tonight. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at, at just how you, you know, among the bigs, and, and this is not just centers, but, but power forwards too, you got 18 
from Cauley Stein. You got 25 for Draymond Green. You got about 13 for Spellman, 12 for Looney, and you still got Marquise Chris 15 minutes. So with more players involved there, you would think that the minutes are are probably going to go down, even with a guy like Draymond Green playing about 25, which was the limit on the high end that they wanted for him. Uh, Kevon Looney tonight, nice to see him get some things done. He wasn't overly impressive, but as he continues to struggle with his health and his uh, endurance here, 12 minutes, had seven points at 3-8, also uh, had three rebounds, and he was active. So that was nice to see. Also had an assist. Looked a little more, little bit more like Kevon Looney. Yeah, and I think you know the key for Looney is going to be, you know, what is his high end in terms of, of overall minutes? I think I think you're right. He did look more like the the player that that we've grown to see, and that's been a productive player for the Warriors. But for how long? I, I think becomes the you know question. How long can he play? Uh, and I know they're still ramping him from you know he he didn't even play as much tonight as he did in, in the game in Atlanta, and he's gonna you know I would think get up toward the twenty or the low twenties probably on the high end maybe twenty four as as the ultimate. They don't want to do anything that might cause an issue for that neuropathy to come back. Uh, or be debilitating to a point where, where he couldn't play with it. Uh, but but for me, it's more about what finding the right number for him as you start to pencil him in for minutes next year. But definitely good to see that he played a little bit better. JD, the Warriors are four and nineteen. Yes, they are four and nineteen. Yes, they are four and nineteen, and and they are now. Uh, among a, a group, uh, I think it's just them, maybe in Charlotte, that have played as many now as 23 games as I quickly scan through it. Uh, Charlotte at 9 and 14. And think about that for a second, right? You've got the Charlotte Hornets, who who many believe to be, they could be one of the worst teams in the NBA, may still get to that point. But they've got twice as many wins plus one than the Golden State Warriors at this point in time. The Warriors right now, 4 and 19, and there is only one other team in the league right now that has four losses Everybody else has five or more, and uh, the New York Knicks are the only other team right now. They are 4-17, and 17, and the Warriors are going to get an up-close and personal look at the Knicks a week from tonight uh, at Chase Center in downtown San Francisco. I got an NBA, general NBA question for you. Are the Milwaukee Bucks ever going to lose another game? Yes, yes. They absolutely win. I guess I should ask when they absolutely are they lose will. Another game? Nineteen and three, thirteen straight wins. Yeah, they they absolutely will lose another game uh, because you put me on the spot. I may have to come up with some kind of an answer for you okay. as far as when their next loss is going to come. And I'm gonna I'm gonna look right now. Uh, well, their next game is against the Clippers on Friday. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, at home, then Orlando, New Orleans, at Memphis. Wow, Cleveland, Dallas. Boy. They play. They, it, it might. Boy, they be, they win that Clipper game somehow. I think the Clippers are going to beat them on Friday night. If D'Angelo Russell, as I suggested earlier, if he continues to play like he did tonight, and a minutes restriction, and also he seemed to be flexing the thumb. It seemed to be bothering him a bit, although his numbers were 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 very good. If he can be that efficient, as I said, he had uh, 18 points on 14 shots. Maybe next year it's. It would behoove the Warriors to keep them around. Yeah, I don't know. It would be silly to make that decision based on tonight. Right. But I really liked what I saw tonight. But he did something tonight that that you would think maybe he couldn't do, right? Or couldn't do with, you know, couldn't do frequently enough to where you really feel great about him being a a part of of next year's squad, right? I mean, just just the it's just the fact that he was able to score, and he only got to the free throw line one time, but he was able to score without 
taking 20, 25 shots. Right, right. Uh, although, again, I would. It's so tricky. They needed him to take. Yeah, a they lot needed more him to acting. take more shots. Points and I, seventy-nine Monday and ninety-one tonight. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I I don't really know what to make of it in his first game back. I mean, it looked to me like he was laying back a little bit initially. And look, this was a night where I thought, hey, if you really are wanting to go get a win, he needs to be the guy that tries to score fifty. And if he's that guy, if he's Minnesota game D'Angelo Russell, then you got a shot to win. This bad boy, maybe with Draymond, but they were going to keep him on a minutes limit of around twenty four to twenty five. They were going to keep Draymond on a minutes limit of around twenty four to twenty five. So uh, I, I think it was going to be hard, maybe to have those two on the floor enough to really put yourself in a position to win the game. You had to hang in the game for them to be able to play. Let's say the final six minutes, and when they went out mid third quarter, Charlotte took the game over, and, and they were so comfortable shooting the ball from three that they just. They just knocked down every every shot they needed to put the game and keep it, you know, within enough a distance to where you didn't really feel like the Warriors were ever in the game in the final, let's say, fifteen minutes or yeah, so. They did not defend well enough to really compete tonight. And one of the knocks against D'Angelo Russell is that he's probably not going to make an all defensive team anytime soon. Uh and the starting guards for the Hornets tonight, Graham and Rozier, come on to go twenty of forty two. For fifty-eight points. Yeah, that's that's your story of the ball game, right there. Fifty-eight points from that guard line, and yeah, you get D'Angelo Russell go for eighteen, and then you know there wasn't really a, a lot else there. Eric Pascal had a decent game, sixteen Burks. points. Your boy Burks, Burks had a good game. Burks had that game that fits in the box of boy, you'd sure like to have him. Although he played thirty minutes, but he played the kind of game that makes you think he could be a valuable player. Uh, and a useful one on a on a team next year that that is a a good team again, uh, but yeah, you add it all up and the Warriors wind up losing this one their fourth consecutive defeat as uh, they lose tonight in Charlotte, one hundred six to ninety one. The Golden State Warriors now four and nineteen, and uh, I'll give you my biggest disappointment coming up here about the zero and four. Uh, on this trip with one game to go before the Warriors return to Chase Center. We'll do that coming up. We also have time for phone calls at 888-957-9570, 888 We're going to hear from Draymond Green as well. Call of the game, John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason here on Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Warriors fall tonight to the Hornets. 106-91 is the final, so the Warriors now 0-4 on this road trip with one more game to come in Chicago on Friday. I, I tell you what, the most disappointing thing for me, Whitey, is if you look at at, at this last little stretch uh, since the Warriors got back from Salt Lake City. I'm going back the Friday before Thanksgiving, so you've got that Thanksgiving week where the Warriors had Oklahoma City and the Bulls at Chase Center. You're thinking, hey, you know what? Those are two games. The Warriors have been much more competitive at home than they have been consistently on the road. You're thinking, you know what? That could be two wins, and the Warriors let that. That 10-point lead get away in the final Slip three away. minutes. 
where Oklahoma City comes back and, and beats the Warriors in that game. The final 13 points of the game go to the Thunder. You're thinking, ah, that's a missed opportunity at, at getting a win, at feeling a little bit better. Uh, but they're able to bounce back, get Take a win against Chicago. You know the Miami game's going to be tough. Uh, but you're thinking after they had a that. a few moments, yeah, but yeah. After that, hey, Orlando, Atlanta, Charlotte, and then the team that you just beat in Chicago, you're thinking, you know what, of those four games – those are all winnable games. And I'm not saying they should win or shouldn't, but I'm thinking of the four. I'm not even setting the bar. I wouldn't even say, oh, I think they could win three of the four or win them all. But given how competitive this team has been for the most part this season, I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe they could win two of those four games. And now you look back and they've been, you know, of the last two, I would give them maybe a half a competitive point. You know what I mean? If you can get a full point, per game, let's say, I'd probably give them a half for the last two games combined. Yeah, I think the Hawks game in particular was a real, I was going to say wake-up call. It seems ridiculous that a team that's lost this many games uh, would be in position to be taking a wake-up call. But I think the Warriors were feeling a lot better about themselves, and it's possible that that game left them a little shell-shocked. The last couple games, they may not be sure what's going on either. Uh, The last... Well, you go back the last two games, 79 points against Atlanta. Tonight, they finished with only 91, and they had 20 in the first quarter, 22 in the third, and 15 in the fourth. So all of a sudden, even though you got D'Angelo Russell back tonight, uh, the offense has disappeared for this team. Yeah, why do you think that is? I mean, I, I, I know, is it just a matter of different players in different roles? Like, I think they had gotten into a pretty good rhythm the couple of games when Draymond Green returned after he had missed time, and and they got into a little bit of a rhythm there, but then you take him away for the Atlanta game, and maybe that messes with things, but now you bring him back, and that changes it, but you're bringing Russell back. So is it, is it the, the consistent change that you think has played a role in it? or I think one big part of it is, uh, as we know, talent-wise, you don't have one or two go-to guys. Burks has done a nice job. Pascal's done a nice job. But you know that those aren't guys that an NBA team should be relying on Uh, to lead the offense right now, right? So you've got that going on. But also uh, the turnovers, as I mentioned, the last two games have been very poor. And tonight the number was, uh, your mileage may vary. Uh, They had either, well, I think they had 16 turnovers tonight. Yeah, and either 17 or 18 assists. But some of the turnovers tonight were open floor turnovers. And that just cripples you. Uh, It makes it a lot harder to get anything accomplished when you're basically handing the team other points, and it makes it more difficult to get anything accomplished. And then this team can't afford to give up points because they're already a little bit offensively challenged. And when they're giving up points, it just exacerbates that problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, it's like you're chasing points. And, yeah. And I think there's an impatience. They can't play that way. They just don't have the talent to do that. Yeah, they have to play. There's a very specific way that they have to play and play consistently to to – to be able to function and to be able to hang in games, and it and it also the shooting numbers them, tonight, uh, yeah, shoot, the not shooting bad. Numbers were not bad at all. No, not bad. But it's turnovers, and like you say, it's the lack of ball movement. Even when you know, even when you're not committing a turnover, the lack of ball movement. Uh, as you know, Charlotte winds up with nine more field goal attempts in the ball game, and, and Charlotte only thirteen turnovers, twelve thirteen. That's a pretty good number in terms of overall turnovers. And and you know we've talked about it when it comes to the guard shooting with uh, Terry Rozier and Devonte Graham. Devonte Graham goes for thirty three points and knocks down ten three pointers. 
the the defense just wasn't there for the Warriors at all in this one. Yeah, at some point you got to show a little pride, and I, I don't mean to say that the Warriors aren't a prideful bunch, but the Charlotte Hornets really enjoyed that game tonight. They enjoyed the second half, and they enjoyed all the threes they were taking, and at some point you got to make the other team feel you. And I'm not saying you touch somebody up or take them out, but you just can't let teams bombs away on you like that. And I thought that had a little bit to do with Draymond picking Devontae Graham's pocket for a layup, you know, a clean play. Again, I'm not suggesting you got to knock somebody down, but you can't let teams beat you like that and celebrate on you like that. No, you, you really can't. 888 888-957-957-0, 888-957-9570. It's John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason. Hornets beat the Warriors tonight 106-91 as Golden State falls to an NBA worst 4-19 and with one more game to go on this road trip as they will take on uh, the Chicago Bulls, who the Warriors last winnable. beat. Winnable. Win- winnable. Yeah. Winnable. A very winnable game. Yeah, winnable game. And the uh, the Bulls coming off a win. The Bulls won actually in Sacramento uh, a couple of nights ago uh, after, you know, really, they, they've they've been pretty bad, the, the Bulls have, for the most part, uh, these last couple of weeks uh, to a point where maybe you're going to see some kind of a coaching change at, at, at some point. But, yeah, they get a win. I always think uh, a team coming off a win, especially a team that isn't playing all that well, they go back home, uh, although the Warriors did kind of put it on the Bulls late in that game. I think that's another uh, another one of those games that I, I don't want to – you could compete in that game if you're the Warriors. I don't Certainly. Wanna, it, You've beaten that team already. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to say there's any game the Warriors should win. I'm not saying that. I think the last two games – show that if you're thinking that way, it's probably foolish to do so. But you want to see a little bit of a better effort and a more competitive game on Friday night than you've seen the last the last couple of nights. They were in the game tonight, but it didn't really feel like they were in the game tonight, and they were, for the most part, not in the game on Monday night after the first quarter. Yeah, tonight uh, as a one-point game in the third quarter. To me, it felt more like, okay, we may have a game, and by the time you process that thought – they no longer were in the game. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason, we got our call of the game coming up. We're also going to hear from Draymond Green and Eric Paschal before we get out of here. 888 The Warriors, they take it on the chin tonight. They lose to the Hornets 106-91. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Warriors wrap-up continues on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason. Warriors lose to the Hornets, 106-91. The final there. Warriors fall to 4-19. Still time for some phone calls if you want to partake at 888-957-9570. 9570 Call of the game coming up here shortly. Also, a truncated edition of Whitey's Pluses and Minuses. Oh, I see. Okay. We'll, we'll get to that here I coming see. up momentarily. But first, <laughs> let's uh, go ahead and hear from Draymond Green. Following this ball game, Draymond Green returning to action after missing Monday's game in Atlanta with the right heel soreness. He also was in uh, East Lansing, Michigan yesterday to get his jersey retired at Michigan State. Uh, Draymond tonight, 24 Minutes, 36 seconds, five boards, six assists, three steals uh, for the Warriors as they lose by 15. Here's Draymond after the game. 
Obviously, it's good having so many guys back and, and you know, getting healthier, but there's a learning curve that comes with that, right? Because you have new lineups and, and new rotations. Do you think that's part of what was happening out there? Uh, yeah, I think you know that definitely plays a part in it where you know we need to get that continuity back. Uh, but, you know, we had a stretch where we was in the game and we kind of let go of the rope. So. Would you like to see more communication on defense? Yeah, you can't play defense without communicating. That's the next to just wanting to play defense. The most important thing is communicating on defense. So we got to be better. What did you notice most about having D'Angelo back on the floor? I definitely, you know, adds a lot to us on the offensive end. Uh, And saying that, you know, when you're adding someone like D'Angelo where, you know, he has the ball a lot, um, you know, everybody else got to figure that out. You know, so that's where the continuity comes in at. But, you know, that that stuff will happen. What's your own, you follow, you know, the rest of the league? Or how, how closely, but do you know anybody that's having a, a more improved season than Devontae Grant? Uh, he's definitely having a great season. Um, you know, I don't think he really got much of a chance last year. But this year, you know, he's got a minutes and he's taking, he's taking advantage of it. What makes him a tough guard? He was a senior, right, when he came out? Yeah. Came, yeah, so I'm a fan of his, you know. I like the seniors. They say we ain't <laughs> But yeah, seniors just keep coming in and proving them wrong. So he got a fan in me, for sure. He's pretty much breezed the way he was tonight, hitting those those threes, man. How tough do you think he is to guard out there on the floor? Oh, uh, you know, when you got to making shots like that, um, it's tough. You know, it opens up a lot on the floor. All right, so Draymond Green there weighing in on a couple of things. He likes Devontae Graham. Yeah, uh, obviously. Like seniors. A, yeah, seniors, and uh, there was something else too that that about D'Angelo Russell and his return and its impact on things that stood out uh, in there as well for you. Yeah, Draymond said, uh, "Well, he adds a lot on the offensive end. At the same time, when he has the ball a lot, everybody else has to figure that out." So I thought that was very interesting. I didn't think D'Angelo Russell was especially ball dominant tonight. But obviously, when Draymond Green talks about continuity and figuring things out, that's one of the things he's uh, mindful of is the fact that D'Angelo Russell needs to have the ball a lot. Yeah, he needs to have the ball a lot, and it does change what had been a you know a more of a motion player movement, ball movement kind of an offense when the Warriors have had to play without him from time to time. Let's get to Howie in San Francisco. A couple of phone calls to get to here in our final segment. Howie, you're on 95.7 The Game. Hey, uh, quick question. I've, I've talked to a lot of people about this, but kind of wanted to bring it on air and see if I can consult the experts. I mean, the Warriors have been, you know, a phenomenal team throughout the years, and I was just kind of wondering if you guys could, you know, give me an idea of why, you know, the, the the team itself is struggling. Is it maybe from a player standpoint, or is it from the changeup, or you know, just a new roster? Can you guys kind of fill me in on that? Yeah, thanks, Howie. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious. I mean, you've got Stephen Curry out for three months. You got Clay Thompson who who had an ACL injury in Game Six of the Finals uh, back in June, and that's a, a nine month uh, plus type of recovery. He had surgery on it uh, within the first couple of days of July, so he's out until uh, at least 
late March, early April, if not longer, uh, and Kevin Durant left, who's one of the greatest players of all time uh, and certainly one of the greatest players uh, in the NBA currently when healthy. So that's a lot of firepower that's gone. You're talking about three of the best scorers and shooters and most efficient offensive players in the NBA period uh, and that is all gone for this Warriors team, and, and they've replaced it with a lot of young players that that just frankly aren't as good. Yeah, I'd say four things, and I agree with you, J.D., obviously a lack of talent because you got Steph and you got Clay. They're not available now, so you have a lack of talent. You also have a lack of continuity. Draymond talked about that, players that aren't used to playing with each other. They're not a good defensive team, and they're also very inexperienced and those are the main reasons why right now they're not winning many games yeah and and the in and out of players you know some playing you got certain group for a couple games then you got another group for a couple games and then it changes back to the first group and then somebody else goes away it's the constant stop and start I think if the Warriors had had you know if you told the Warriors let's say two weeks before the season hey you're gonna play with these 11 guys that they have right now you're not gonna have Steph you're not gonna have Clay I think they would look better and have more wins than they do currently for a 19, just based on the fact that they would work together and figure out a way that they all have to play together. But it hasn't been the case, and no NBA season is that way. There's a lot of different little stops and starts uh, to the season that, that force constant adjustments, and I think the constant adjustments have gotten caught up in the wash a little bit for this Warriors team. Chadwick in Oakland is next here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Chadwick. Hello, Chadwick. Oh, Chadwick's gone. Oh, we lost Chadwick. Yeah, we lost Chadwick. That's a rough one. Losing to the Hornets, 106-91, I could deal with that. But losing Chadwick, oh, I'll get over it. Thank Let's, you for listening anyway, Chadwick. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, and we, we still got time here in our final couple of minutes if Chadwick was going to give us a call back. Let's go ahead and get to our call of the game. It's time for the call of the game. Brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile. Calling Stein to Russell. Shiver moved down the lane. The trailer's Pasco on the left wing. Won't shoot it. One dribble back to Russell. Corner three is up and good. And Golden State finally on top. 65-63. Russell down with 18 on the night. The Warriors' largest lead of the ball game. As uh, there were two lead changes in the game. That was one of the two. As uh, the Hornets would then build a 19-point lead. The Warriors would lose this ball game by 15, 106 to 91. If you know the call of the game that we just played, make sure you listen to Jolo and Dibs tomorrow right here on 95.7 The Game. If you can correctly identify the call we just played, you will win, is it 50 or is it 100? It's $50. Uh, so we did have a winner uh, yesterday following the game on Monday. If you can correctly identify the call at 9.30 tomorrow here on 95.7 The Game, you'll win $50 to Schroeder's Restaurant at 240 Front Street in San Francisco. Call of the Game brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile, the best deal in wireless. You want to give Chadwick another shot? I do. Chadwick, you're on 95.7 The Game on Warriors Wrap-Up with J.D. and Whitey. Hey, Chadwick. Hey, how's it going? Uh, my name's Kevin. I don't know how Chadwick came out. All oh, right. Okay. Well, you, what do you got for us, Kevin? <laughs> Kevin Chadwick. So, so anyway... I'm going to triple down on what you guys were talking about. I mean, they're young. They just don't have the experience. No matter how much Kerr is going to try to coach them up and the whole coaching staff is going to try to coach them up, they're just not very good, flat out. And, and honestly, I'm going to put Draymond in the mix. He's not worth the money we paid him right now at all because though he's trying to coach them up and trying to help them along the way, 
he needs to be more aggressive on the offensive end. He's still hesitant, and it's going to play out later on down the line because even if we get Curry and, and Thompson and the crew back, we still need him to score. Um, and so I, I would flip D'Angelo. I would try to get, uh, you know, uh, basically there's only about two or three players I would keep at this point on the roster. Um, I like Bowman because I like his defensive kind of his, – his tough-mindedness at least. You know, he's aggressive. Uh, I like that. Um, I just think Pauly Stein, he can, he can go. What about uh, Pascal? you got to keep Pascal, of course, right, Kev? Of course. Of course. Of course. Pascal's a bright spot on the team at the, at the moment, honestly. He's, he's a beast. But, uh, you know, I could see him developing into a real nice player. And I like Russell. Russell's a nice player. He just doesn't fit into our system. So, we'll take uh, Iguodala back next year off the free agent list, uh, and then we'll go from there. And We just really need to build a – another defensive team the other thing we're missing is like we always had Bogut we had David West we had somebody in the middle that was a real presence in the middle and not only just like a presence as far as again rim protection that type of stuff but um, great passer great screen setter so when we get those guys back that are shooters we have to have somebody that's setting I just don't see Collie Stein you know I know he's a rim runner all that stuff but I just don't see him really helping us a whole lot as far as like setting aggressive screens and, and passing out of the out of that thank thanks kevin appreciate the call uh yeah i think there's a lot of truth yeah he made some good saying. points i disagree on draymond I, he does have to make more threes but draymond you know if you want to be better defensively next year as you do i think draymond can really help you achieve that going forward uh J- jacob and hayward jacob's going to get the last word here on 95.7 the game on warriors wrap up hey jacob yeah, how are you guys doing? Good. Uh, I just wanted to uh, I just wanted to bring up that uh, I I hear a lot of negativity on this team, and rightly so. They have a lot of losses, and they're not doing so well in the offensive nor defensive department for the most parts of games. But they have a lot of young talent that hasn't hasn't been grown yet in this uh, in either this system or the league that has a lot of bright spots to be bench players to where people are forgetting you're. Your back court, or your front court's not even there. Once you, or once you get, once you can get Steph Court, uh, Steph and Clay Thompson back to playing with Draymond Green, you can work in your younger guys, and they're going to look a lot different than they do now because they're not going to handle as much of the of the load. Yeah, no, 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 look a lot better as a big man. Yeah, no doubt, Jacob. I mean, it, look, you put those guys in there. That that's the foundation. Everything starts to look a lot better real fast, Jacob. And then You're you right. start piecing together roles for some of these other guys, and look, they're going to have means to add two, three, four, or even new five new players from the outside. In addition to some of the younger guys and the veterans that have put them in a decent position, uh, you know, throughout the course of the early going here. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, for Whitey Gleason, I'm John Dickinson. Thanks to Alex Scott. Thanks to Ryan Mouser as well. The Butcher Shop is coming up next. With Covey and Shasky, they will be with you tonight until 11 o'clock and taking your phone calls as well. We will be back Friday for the Warriors and the Bulls, 3.30 with Warriors Live, 5 o'clock tip here on 95.7 The Game. Hornets beat the Warriors tonight, 106-91. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.